favorite authors, friends, and guests explore the simpler side of life. Here's your host, Amish fiction author, Tracy Fertikowski. There. Welcome to another episode of Buggy Talk. I'm your host, Tracy Fredikowski. Each week, I'll bring you the story behind the stories along with the storytellers. For this week's episode, we have a new author to the Buggy Talk, Amy Grotowski, who will introduce us to her re-released Amish series, Dreams on Prince Edward Island, an Amish Forever Home. Hello there, Amy. How are you? Hi, Tracy. I'm so excited to be here. Well, we're glad to have you, and thanks for joining us. We have lots of things we get to talk about today, one being your new re-release of this Prince Edward Island series, which is called, the first book is called An Amish Forever Home. But before we do that, I'd like to hear more about your career. Our listeners just love, this is one of the parts that they just love about these interviews. They like to get to know Amy, just a little bit deeper. So are you ready for some of my questions? Sure. So how about you tell our listeners when you started your writing career? I guess officially I started about 2014. That was when I got my, when my first short story was published. And so I could officially call myself a published author. I had always thought about writing. Um, It was in the 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 back of my mind but um life uh took some turns and I became a nurse and I liked I enjoyed my nursing career and it helped pay the bills and it was something that you know God must have known I'd be good at and that I needed and it certainly has been there's been plenty of opportunities where I needed those skills but I always wanted in my heart to be a writer and um it was around 2014 when my husband said said, look, you know, I've, I just got my master's degree. You've supported me. What do you want to do? Do you want to go back to school and be, get your nurse practitioner? And I was like, not really. I mean, that sounded good, but um, what I really wanted was to write. And he supported me fully in that. And I had no idea where to start, but God sort of directed my steps and, um, so yeah, 2014 was was when I really started to get serious about writing the books mm. that I always wanted to. That's very interesting. I have to ask you, have you written any books that a nurse is one of your main characters? I have, but it will probably never see the light of day. <laughs> Don't we all have some of those <laughs> in my star laptops? <laughs> uh, so Amy, if you could tell your younger writing self something, what would it be? Oh, don't give up. Part of the reason I stopped, I had a, an English professor in college that put the damper on my dreams and I wished I wouldn't have listened. And in fact, it was, it was going and trying to brush up my skills that a different college professor was the one who said to me, you need to get published. For the 20 years in the intervening time, I had put that dream aside. And, uh, so I would say just don't give up. How many books have you written, Amy? have just finished book number five. Is that right? Yes. I just finished writing my fifth book. I'm in the middle of my sixth. And by oh. the end of the year, I'll have seven, Lord willing. Wonderful. What? Which is your favorite? Do you have a favorite? 
I think it's always the one you're working on. It's like asking who your favorite child is. I think the, I think it's always whatever book I'm in the middle of. That's my favorite right now. And so my the one I'm working on now, I have a beekeeper who also has autism. And I'm an autism mom. I'm thrilled to be able to write this book. And I'm, I'm enjoying every minute of it. That is That's wonderful. my current favorite. And it, it's not even one, you know, I'm promoting or anything. It's not done yet. It won't come out till next year. So enlighten us a little bit, Amy. What period of your life do you find you like to write about most often? I found that when I have the leeway to write what whatever I want, that I end up having a broad age group. Um, so the children come to life. I I I love the little girl in an Amish Forever Home just took off. Um, she's on the spectrum as well. And, and at the time, the years of my son being little were still fresh. And so he, his character kind of makes it into hers a little bit. I love the period of life where everything is romantic and rosy and dreamy, you know, and, and so sometimes I end up with young characters who are still in that. And then, but you know, then I like the older characters who've got that wisdom that they impart. You know, they've lived a while. I like the broad spectrum in my books of of the lifespan because I think each age has its own particular thing to offer to us. Yeah, so my favorite is always that moment where at whatever age you you fall in love with the right one. Well, that was a perfect answer. Thank you. So another thing that our our listeners really love to hear from their authors is what book is currently on your bedside table? I don't read in bed anymore for a variety of reasons. I used to. I read in my in my chair. I have this cozy little spot in the corner next to the bookcase, my recliner with my with a little table and it is always piled with books. My in-laws were here to visit last week, so I had to clean it off a little bit. But normally, it's uh, got books on the floor and books on. I love World War II. I think on the top of that big stack right now is Sarah Sundin's new book, The Sound of Light. Um, That's what I've been reading. I've usually got about four or five books going at a time. So uh, there's usually a lot of history books, World War II books, and research books. There's a book in there about beekeeping, of course, because I'm writing about a beekeeper. There's always some romance on the stack and nearly always something historical on on the pile, too. That sounds like a big to-be-read pile. It is. (laughs) It is. It's falling over. And yeah, it's a mess, but it's my mess and I like it. I bet you do. Well, thank you so much for sharing a little bit about your writing career. And now is the fun part where we get to talk about an Amish forever home. But before we do that, I'd like to read your back matter just so that we can set the stage a little bit and then we can really dig into your story. Okay. Okay. Right. This is an Amish forever home. Providence brings together a mismatched family, giving all three a second chance for love. Only love may never have had such a tough job. Lydia Miller is an anomaly among her Amish people, a single woman in her 30s, running her own store, determined to forego a life of her own. 
But when Joel Yoder comes into town to sell his property, Lydia suddenly finds all of her hopes and dreams crumbling around her and a new opportunity placed in her lap. Joel has his own problems, recently jilted by his fiancée. Joel has seen his own dreams of moving to a newly established Amish community begin to falter. The new community welcomes married couples only. With his dreams quickly slipping from his fingers, Joel suddenly sees the only option he thinks he has a marriage of convenience for both of them. As the new couple begin life in a new settlement, they are even more surprised when a foster child in need of a home finds her way to them. Yet what will happen when the English world and the Amish world collide? This sounds like a very intriguing story, Amy, and I can't wait to talk a little more about it. How about you tell us what the inspiration for this story was? I was actually looking to see if I could uh, write a book set in Canada. I got on to the Internet and my brother is married to a Canadian and they live in Ontario. I searched Ontario Amish um, because I knew from him that there are Amish and Mennonite communities in Ontario. And the first thing that popped up was a headline with this cute little newly married couple in a buggy zooming across Prince Edward Island. And it said, first Amish couple moves to Prince Edward Island. And so I dove into this, you know, story of how the, um, the Mennonite, Canadian Amish and Mennonite had uh, worked out with the Prince Edward Island government to move there and to live there because the farmland um, was so much more affordable and they could use their their um, traditional ways of farming and they were welcome to do that. It was it was mutually beneficial to both the the island and to them. And so it was fascinating to me. And so in 2016, I started I started writing um, an Amish forever home. The idea developed into, you know, what it's like to start over, to start fresh and to start new. I grew up, uh, my parents were missionaries and they were church planters. So all those things sort of came together. Plus the whole island. I mean, how can you hear about Amish on Prince Edward Island and not want to write a romance? Exactly. It sounds romantic. Just Prince Edward Island sounds romantic in itself. So how about you tell us a little bit about the story without giving us any spoilers? The story begins with this Amish man, Joel, who father originally had the vision for this, but it's taken these decades for them to um, make it happen. He really wants to to continue his father's legacy of starting this new church in a new place. And he's not married. He thought he was going to be getting married and that doesn't work out. And so he's in a bind. And then he's inherited some land in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And it's the trip to sell that land that starts to turn his life around and change things around, not only for him, but for the young Amish woman that he meets who wanted to buy his land. Yeah. So I think my favorite part though is, is what happens next once they, once they end up on Prince Edward Island and how we see this, this little girl who needs a home and how she um, changes their lives and their, and their marriage that was just a marriage of convenience. But helps it become so much more. 
a wonderful little love story you've got going on right there. So how about you tell us what you hope your readers will take away from your story? What will, what's the key theme or the message in the overall book that you want your readers to take away? Well, there's a letter in this story from Joel's grandmother to him. And there's a line in the letter that she repeated in every letter she ever wrote to him, that to love as God loves is always the right choice. And that's really the theme of this book is that sometimes loving the way God loves isn't the easy choice, but it's always the right choice. And it's that kind of love that helps them overcome their difficulties. And it's that kind of love that this special needs little girl needs. So I think overall, I think that's the the theme of this book, that the cliche way is in the end, love wins. Well, in the end, love does win because God is love. So that's that's, I think, the takeaway from this this story. So how about you go ahead and read us either the first page or maybe a pivotal scene of your story? The letter from Joel's grandmother remained hidden in Lydia's apron pocket. Lydia felt for it. The familiar contour of the folds met her fingertips, reminding her why she had agreed to marry this man. Basislets. He asked the same question as when they first met. His concern reminded her heart of the goodness in the man she married. Nothing is wrong. I mean, I'm a little overwhelmed is all. Is that all, Lydia? Worry creased his brow. Am I rushing you? We can wait out this storm. He tipped his head to the unseen weather they were attempting to beat and leave in a week or so. I don't need time. Nothing here has changed for me in almost 10 years until you. This was the first opportunity to Lydia had to travel a different path than the matronly road she'd chosen the day her sister died. She was ready to leave the memories of her failures behind. By Sabbath morning, she would awaken to the farmland of Eastern Prince Edward Island. I'm sure, Joel. She did her best to sound fully convinced as Joel's gaze continued to search her eyes for the truth. With a nod and a hint of a sigh, he turned from her to the driver. Time to go. Gravel crunched under the tires from the path of the home Lydia had known all her life. Miller's Creek faded from her view. She was headed to a country she'd never seen with a husband she hardly knew. So how about, Amy, you tell us, is there anything you're working on right now that you'd like to share with your readers? Well, as I said, I'm currently working on a book that will be uh, released next year. It'll be the second in a series that Um, is set in the Virginia Highlands, where I lived for a long time and based, um, inspired by the Amish and Mennonite families and that I knew and loved in that community. Um, fiction, totally fiction, of course, but inspired by them. So I'm excited about, about getting, being in Virginia as well and, you know, the place that's home to my heart. So, so that's exciting. After that, I'll be writing the, the fourth book in this Prince Edward Island series, the story of a character that readers have begged me for. They want to know what happened to him. So I'm excited to to find out myself as I write it, what happened to him. So we have come to the part in my interview where I do this crazy little speed round where I ask you some questions that mean absolutely nothing. They sort of catch you off guard. So 
I hope I don't throw okay. you off. Okay. And they're really fun. They're fun and they're not hard to answer. So are you ready? I'm going to ask you three questions. Just the first All thing right, that I'll comes to your head. Best. Okay. All right. Okay. What is the craziest thing you remember about your childhood? That brings up some, some memories, doesn't it? It sure does. I think I'd have to say spending 18 hours on a nonstop flight from Sydney to LA with my family on a Boeing 747 that was empty except for the pilot, co-pilot, stewardesses, and my family. And uh, I was, what, about nine and had two younger brothers and we had the whole plane to ourselves, but still 18 hours on a plane is forever. So it sounds like you've done a lot of traveling. If your family was in was a missionary and he planted Mm -hmm. your dad planted churches so if you could live anywhere where would you live in every winter i say i want to live in florida i like north carolina um that's where i am i know you just i've had to learn to be happy where i am i you know for a long time i wanted to go back to my childhood to australia and then you know but i've loved everywhere i've been and um you know at 51 I guess I've finally learned to just be happy where I am. Aww. But except for in the winter, I still want to go to Florida. Yeah, well, you know. Or Florida's, Australia. <laughs> well, Australia sounds wonderful. Um, I always visit my family. I have family in Florida and I always go visit there in the middle of January. And it's always cold. And I live in South Carolina. So, you know, it's you and I probably have about the same weather, but it's weather. still cold in Florida. It's always cold in January in Florida. Yeah, if so. I went to visit, it would probably be cold. Cold, exactly. <laughs> so my last question for you, Amy, is what is for supper tonight? North Carolina barbecue. Ooh, that sounds yeah. nice. That sounds good. Yeah, nice. last night it was it was one of those classic meals that your family loves only because that's what mom has always made them and no one else would eat hamburger gravy and rice. That's a, that, that was less, but tonight they get a treat. They get uh, North Carolina barbecue. Oh, that sounds yummy. That sounds yummy. So Amy, is there anything personal you'd like to say to your readers? I'm just so grateful that you like reading my books and I love hearing from you. I got, a letter, an email yesterday that I won't say because I'll end up in tears again, but it brought me to tears in a good way. You know, I hope that it goes both ways. I hope I encourage you as much as you encourage me. I want to thank you so much for spending time with us this week, and I look forward to hearing more about your future projects here on the Buggy Talk podcast. And to all of you listeners, if you want to pick up a copy of An Amish Forever Home, look for the link in the show notes of this episode that you can find on my website at tracysamishbooks.com, or you can go to buggytalkpodcast.com. There you'll find a complete list of some of your favorite Amish fiction authors and all the great books they add to the Amish landscape. Okay.